there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another episode of T4C. If you like design and architecture, then get ready for a tour de force. My next guest is a founding partner of the internationally acclaimed architectural firm Jacobson Architecture. But before I formally introduce you to Simon Jacobson, I want to make sure that you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's our weekly newsletter that we blast out bright and early Monday mornings to give Java Junkies the inside scoop on the five episodes we're going to be dropping that week. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time, the number four, coffee.org and sign up. It's right there on the homepage. Now grab your mug and take a chug of a delicious caffeinated brew because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And I am so excited to introduce my next guest because he's the first expert in the world of design and architecture that I've had the pleasure to interview on T4C. Simon Jacobson was recently inducted into the Architectural Digest magazine's 100 Hall of Fame. The firm that Simon founded, along with his father, has received over 140 awards in design, architecture, and interiors. Simon, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you sufficiently caffeinated and ready to go? I am. The firm here has a very Herculean espresso machine and uh, we've got it working. Awesome. I am so happy to hear that. So Simon, for Java junkies who want to get into this line of work, what entry level jobs are available to them in the design and architecture space? Well, it used to be that there really weren't that many until the invention of computers and CAD and rendering software. But if, if I had to give my advice to any person that was looking for a job in an architecture firm is that if you want to get in the front door, the first thing you need to know is really be that person they want to hire to do renderings of their projects. And so what does that mean? That means you have a, a really sufficient if if not advanced ability to take their designs that need to be produced and shown to their clients and render them. Renderings today, you can't even tell the difference if they're a real photograph or not. And it's very sophisticated. And the folks in school, the kids in school are, are mastering this. The ones that are not mastering that are going to have to find another channel to come into these offices. Because rendering and hiring a renderer is extremely expensive. But if you can hire one of these interns that turns into a permanent employee, that's a that's a beautiful thing. Fantastic. Simon, what is a useful skill or skills that you look for in the people that you hire at Jacobson Architecture? Energy and confidence an understanding of history, certainly an understanding of building technology, and the ability to work with other people as a professional, especially with clients. And having a social intelligence is paramount because not all firms require that, but we certainly do because we're a company that designs people's lives. People approach us and we not only design their houses or their businesses, we also select the art and the cutlery and their, you know, and their furniture. So you have to be totally plugged in and have a kind of a universal approach to design. Yeah. And, and you need to be personable <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Simon, is someone's major 
as an undergraduate a deciding factor to get into your profession? In other words, if they haven't studied architecture or design as an undergrad or whatever it is, is that a deal breaker? No, I don't think so. And Hugh Jacobson would agree. You know, we're looking for those previous qualities. It doesn't matter, in our opinion, whether a person has a, has a master's degree or an undergrad degree, as long as they don't have both. <laughs> but you know, what's the point? Really? Of yeah. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of people that have both BAs and MAs in architecture will tell you that wasn't a wise choice, you know, in the long run. So no, we look at the individual and what they know and what they're capable of doing. Okay, so I am shocked to hear that because my next question is, how important is it to have a graduate degree in order to succeed in this field? It's not. It's not. The the difference is, you know, an undergraduate degree, think about it, if you're getting out of high school and you're going to go to college, you do have some core curriculum that that school is going to teach you. And then they're going to try to teach you architecture or model building and, you know, history of architecture. The difference in an MA is that they're just going to have a consolidated version of that, but it's not going to be as long. It's not going to be four years or five years, which many undergraduate degrees are. They're going to be two or three, sometimes even one. So, you know, architecture school doesn't really teach you to be an architect. It doesn't teach you to be a designer. It teaches you to think a certain way. And, you know, once you get out and start working in the profession, you have to think that way. You have to think in these sort of this very linear, this linear discipline. And that's the difference. Okay. Thank you for that. So, Simon, what kind of life experiences do you think are most useful for someone starting out in the field of architecture and design? Certainly, it would be an understanding of the world and the history of world architecture, you know, extensive travel if possible. Again, these aren't the things that we look for because, you know, you can't select a Gatsby out of that. Uh, but person who has been to Greece and understands Rome or has, you know, has at least visited Paris and knows who Baron von Haussmann was and why they took down the rings of the city and built boulevards. That really, really helps because architecture is the understanding of history. We're not here to reinvent the wheel. And people fail in this business when they don't know their history. Mm. What is the best part for you of being in this profession? There is a tremendous amount of personal satisfaction when you're doing good work and you are rewarded for it and the project wins awards and it's published in magazines and architects are, and designers are a little bit like, kind of like mathematicians in a way. Nobody knows who we are. But every once in a while, you'll walk down the street or you'll be in an airport and somebody will tap you on the shoulder and say, I love that house you did in Toledo. And you're like, thank you very much. And then I always say, I have a contract on me. (laughs) So you feel like at times you're laboring away in obscurity. Yes. Yes, it really is like that. I mean, I don't think most architects even know who other architects are. Most designers, they know their work, but if they walked up on you in a dark alley, you wouldn't, I, you know, I couldn't pick out Jean Nouvel, although I love his work very much, you know. Mm. So the flip side for you, Simon, what is the part of your current job that sucks the most? Oh, uh, well, they're, they're great highs and they're great lows. And when you're doing well, it's because of something you did. You may have, have not done it 
recently, it's something you did two years ago that people are just reacting to. And if things are going badly, it's probably the same formula. It's something you didn't do or you did badly two years ago. And it, it takes a little time to sink in and you notice that phone isn't really ringing or the type of client is reaching out to you that isn't the, the typical client that you usually get. That was probably President Trump flying over your office building right now. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> That's okay. Let's keep going. So, Simon, what is the best career advice you've ever gotten? <laughs> my my mother was uh, not a person of many words, and she uh, she was just a, a person that we didn't have a lot of discussions together. But when I went off to architecture school, she said one thing to me that stayed with me, and it still makes me laugh. But she was absolutely right. She said, "Watch your massing." <laughs> Watch your massing? That's right. Don't make monoblock buildings. <laughs> <laughs> he was speaking the lexicon of old architects from the 1950s. And I was just like, wow, how about look both ways before crossing the street? Or try to eat enough vegetables. But no, I got, watch your massing. But that's much more in keeping with the career advice as opposed to life advice. So you're, you're right. Yeah. Uh, you know, my father said this, and this is true, and he certainly followed it. And I think people in the media profession, like where you came from, believe it, is that don't believe your own press. Don't read your own press. Mm. You know, people are writing about you, and they're saying things about you that are positive, and they're trying to sell magazines, or they're trying to get hits on a website, and they will sometimes say things that are just a gross distortion of a human being. <laughs> and uh, don't believe it. Don't read it and just go on about your, your, your business. You're a person like everybody else. I think that is great advice. Just kind of keeps you grounded. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Simon, what movies, if any, or Netflix or Hulu or Amazon shows, or for that matter, fiction books, do you think accurately depict your profession? Without a doubt, Apollo 13. Because... <laughs> Here is this meticulous planning of all of these incredible professionals. Everybody is lined up. These are scientists and environmentalists and just incredible licensed professionals that you can only read about, you know, and everything is moving, going smoothly. And then something goes catastrophically wrong. <laughs> and there's some person back in the office that you have to talk to on the phone and said, okay, try this combination. Okay, try this combination. Try, does that work? No, it doesn't work. Try this combination. Why is it so hot in here? And why is the building vibrating? <laughs> I actually and, thought you were kidding when you first said that. You were being serious. Absolutely. And it's exactly like how some of these things go. There's so many people involved in the design of a serious building, even if it's a small house or, you know, an art museum. And you would be surprised just by the human factor, how it will fall flat on its face in 15 minutes if something goes wrong. And it's the professionalism and standard of care of all the people that you have around you that group together and save save the project. Mm. So it's mission control to the rescue. It is. It is. It's just, it's just because there's so many people involved. Final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about the profession of architecture and design? You know, I would say that it, it, it's so serious when you're a, a young architecture student 
I think the whole reason you went into architecture is because you don't realize the serious nature of the profession itself in dealing with life safety and design and the law and the legal aspect of, of contracts and negotiating, you know, just your, your well-being and designing a building that is going to be meaningful and not be torn down next week. And the people that you work with are so serious and so dedicated that I think that if they knew that, you know, they, they might think twice, but that's adulthood. That's, you know, that's adulthood. And I don't think anybody would go to law school if they knew what kind of law they didn't practice and be practicing. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, that's great to know. And I think that anyone who wants to pursue this line of work, and it's a tough line of work to make your weigh in should go in with eyes wide open. Simon, thank you so much for making time for coffee today with me and the Java Junkie community. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.